0: The gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. Today is Monday, February twelfth, two thousand twenty-four. We're coming to you to review Sunday, February eleventh, two thousand twenty-four. I feel like January just went boom, boom. gone, gone. Yep. Uh, yep. This is Blake, and I'm joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello, and Miss Tiffany Wilson. Hey, hey. And um, so, hmm. what's been going on? Well, first off, it's Valentine's Week. Mm. It is. Are y'all ready? No. Y'all got my valentine? I've already done it. <laughs> You've already done it? Yeah, it's baked in. <laughs>
1: what?
2: Blake, what does that mean? Blake's valentine is baked in? No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> no
1: my wife knows all love her. Oh. It's baked in. No, we've already right. done that whole where we agree we're not going to do... We're not doing valentines. Valentines. And do you so, have to
0: do that every year, though?
1: Um, In <laughs> a up. sense, but really, <laughs> but in all honesty, though, my wife... She really doesn't want a gift, but all she wants though is like a that Whitman sampler,
0: you know, Mm. where you know, she's just talking about the one that's sitting
1: outside the door. (laughs) No, 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 no. So now we know where that came from. That one's not in the shape of a heart, but she would Uh, prefer, she would prefer either one. Hey, what
0: What? I said was probably true. What does she really have an affinity for those? For women's sampler? Oh, yes. No, you're right.
2: That was definitely, that had to be from the women's Bible study.
0: No. I bet oh. it was hers and they were in here podcasting. This morning? I bet it was. Why would she that? No, have no, it no. I there? didn't buy her that. I know I'm saying. I bet she went and bought it herself to like. <laughs> and they tried them on the podcast or something. Oh, I don't know about that. That could have that happened. That could have happened. But I, I do
2: hide my chocolate in my office so my kids don't eat it. <laughs> just oh, there saying. you go.
1: There you go. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, but in that case, all I got to do is just grab her a Whitman's at any time. So mm-hmm. I've already. Got it done. Yeah,
0: I tried to re up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, I think it was just a couple of nights ago. We were sitting in the living room, and I looked at Cass. I was like, uh, "So we're not getting each other each other anything for Valentine's Day, are we?" And she just kind of snarled a little and bit. And there it like, is. Like, mm-hmm. like what? <laughs> and I was like, "Are we getting Are we getting each other something?" She was like, "I mean, it's not like it's hard to get me, you know, chocolate and some flowers." There's your answer. I was like, "So yes." o o o o yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Like,
2: <laughs> blah, blah, blah.
0: That's back what it that truck
2: like. up. You're like, uh, I'll be right back.
0: Okay, man. <laughs> but now I feel like I can't just go get chocolates and flowers because <laughs> oh, it's oh, too yeah. easy. <laughs> it's easy.
1: It's like, you got to go Pandora now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's obvious you've put no thought into it, and you've got to recover.
1: <laughs> you went for free, and now it's going to cost you thousands. You <laughs> know what
0: I'm afraid, though, is like she's setting me up. Uh, like I'm going to go buy her something And that, and then she's going to be like Well, I thought we weren't getting each other Oh, <laughs> here we go Thought you didn't want to do That's that Ouch. <laughs> But anyway
1: Complicated think? animals mm.
0: Wives are We are So anything else interesting happen over the weekend?
2: Hmm. Over the weekend What did I do this weekend? <laughs> Went and watched a few uh, high point kids play basketball Saturday morning What? That was fun uh, the Lucases invited us to come watch Blake and Bo, oh. but the Pierces were there. Noah was playing. Okay. the Paternos were there. Oh. So we had we had like half a high point down at GFBC playing basketball section well, there it is <laughs> So that That's was right. that was a lot of fun. A lot of the kids were there watching and playing so hmm
1: That's cool. What else happened this weekend? Uh-huh. You preached yes. because I was gone. Ooh. yep Tell us about your event. Well, I did a area-wide Disciple Now, mm-hmm. so if listeners don't know what that is, that's just like a weekend where churches come together, and they provide host homes, and kids get to stay in the host homes, and then they have sessions, Bible study sessions in their host homes, and then they have what they call big group time at one of the particular churches. And so whichever church had the larger sanctuary, they would use that then they would bring in a speaker and bring in a worship band and so this was a group of churches down in the north and a magician and a yes they had a magician <laughs> i was going to get to that <laughs> okay. um but but uh it's 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 probably about five or six churches i can't remember how many were total um, involved but um in the north port down in bama land down there and and so uh, it went good. It went it went real good. They had uh, Brian Drake, the magician, the illusionist. Illusionist, illusionist. my bad. Illusionist. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, we don't use any words like around, magic in the church. <laughs> if you've ever been around High Point, you know that Brian Drake is a fan of High Point. Brian Drake, the sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a, yeah. the <laughs> he, he would appreciate that, I'm sure Oh, he would, yeah, like, he inter- would. Can you imagine introducing him in a, at like a big Christian conference Everybody welcome Brian Drake, the sorcerer <laughs> <laughs> People just getting up leaving <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You'd have a bunch of youth pastors going yeah. Say
1: What? what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is backfired. Yeah. Uh, but Brian Drake, awesome guy, loves the Lord. Oh, yeah. uh, if you've never had him at your church, uh, it, you need to get him. I mean, he really does have a me- – his whole thing is on talking about the dual reality that we live in, and and there's so much sleight of hand and how everything is planned in terms of deception. And so he does a, a whole good show on that and everything. And it's still, by the way, uh, a lot of what he did here – when he was here with the whole bags and the knives and all that stuff, you remember that where he was slapping them down and he, mm-hmm. if he hit the wrong bag, it would go through his hand. You remember that? Mm-hmm. So that was like his big finality, finale, and <laughs> finality, <laughs> uh, finale, and then you remember he also did the could, school could be. assembly. <laughs> if he remember? picked
0: the wrong bag.
1: <laughs> he could be. Uh, <laughs> uh, he did the school assembly there yep. at Corner yep. and so a lot of that same stuff and you know, but it's it's interesting. I, I I'm going to put this out there. Okay. Um, it, it's and none of those kids there had re, ever really seen him. Okay. And you, know, you we've seen him before, and we've seen the reaction from the crowd. Yeah. It's like what? Like how in the world could that happen? The the crowd who has never seen him this weekend. Yeah. Was. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Hmm. Really? Yes. And I mean, his stuff is phenomenal, like mind blowing stuff.
2: They were just and they're impressed. just kind of like
1: I. I just think it just kind of shows you the whole frog in the pot thing. Mm-hmm. And I think kids, because of social media, because of their phones, and just you know, and because think about how many illusionists you see on TV now, mm-hmm. and and you or on your phone or whatever. Yeah. And so I just think they're unimpressed about everything in life. Yeah. Am I am I wrong or am I overstating it? Well, they're,
0: they're like me. They've been to Universal Studios too many times. <laughs> this it's is like, true. Come on, bro. I've been to Diagon Alley. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own wand, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to ask who in this room has their own wand, but um, <laughs> Yeah. But. Don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. I just feel like, uh, but now, now everybody loved him. I mean, of course, you know he's very entertaining and stuff like that. Yeah. And once again, I highly recommend you look him up and get him mm-hmm. at your church or your next event. But. Um, but yeah, Brian Drake uh, is just you know he goes back with us a long way. Mm-hmm. So the minute he saw me, it was a little bit of a reunion, and so right. it was awesome. And he's like, "Hey man, tell me what you're talking about this weekend." And then he actually built that into his his set yeah. to kind of set me up because I was going after going up after him. So
0: really, really sharp guy.
1: <laughs> By the way, six foot four. Oh yeah, he's I forgot <laughs> how oh, he's imposing. Huge.
0: He's yeah. huge. Yeah, you feel like you're talking to like an NFL tight end.
1: That's exactly who I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah. With a mohawk. With a mohawk.
0: <laughs> it's not a mohawk. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's just kind of cut. It's kind of cut like fashion. a mohawk. Yeah, it he's has very been a, cool. Look. It has been a mohawk. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a big guy though. He does. He
1: he he's a yeah. He's imposing. Imagine a tight end that looks like a sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh man, but no, it went really good this weekend. Uh, report to the to the kingdom that we've had we had a lot of new students added to the kingdom this weekend. So cool. that was a really good, really good event. And then, um, and then uh, um, I was not here Sunday because I was actually preaching at one of those churches. And uh, Blake did a phenomenal job filling in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reports have been amazing, and so you need to to most definitely. I feel lock like in there's something
0: that. else that was going on though. What did I do this weekend? Oh, are you talking about the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, that. Um oh, Let's see. I was really disappointed because the team the teams that I wanted, you know, my, my son's a big Texans fan, and so we were kind of when the playoffs started, which I knew this wasn't gonna last long, but we were rooting for the Texans. <laughs> Uh, and every it, Alabama fan was too, yeah. Of sure, yeah. yeah. Well, they got tons of Alabama players, yeah. Them. But anyway, I but I was rooting for the Texans because of him, but that didn't last long. Um, <laughs> but the but then I wanted the Lions to to get in there and win it. Mm. And then to me, I've just you know I like the for some of those NFL fan bases that are like hardcore, hardcore. Yeah. So like to me, it was. My wish list after the Texans was Lions or Bills.
1: Mm, totally,
0: because I go Bills all the way back to like those '90s days, and oh, like yeah. I just want to see somebody like hand Jim Kelly a Super Bowl trophy so bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like you lose yes. four in a row. Like, yes, yeah. uh, so and go, I'm a
1: huge Josh Allen fan. Like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, like Josh I really Allen. wanted that for him. But. Yeah.
0: And, and all those Bills fans, like, showing up and, like, cleaning out their own stadium with <laughs> shovels and stuff. It's, it's like, like hardcore. I mean, <laughs> they, they get guys, hard hat points for that. Yeah, you know? they're, they're for real. Yeah. So I wanted to see one of them. So when it ended up as, like, the Chiefs and the Niners, I was kind of like, uh, It was a letdown. Or let yeah. me say it again. It ended up as the Niners and uh, the Kansas City Swifties. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> By the way, that was about I, it. Had, I know you had a house full. Yeah. And I had, a, I had a house full of mm-hmm. students, and yeah. it was like every time she came up, we were counting.
0: <laughs> it was like everybody I, in the room. One,
1: oh. of, one of the kids was like, did you know there's a, there, there's a line out there on how many times she's going to be? Yeah. I was like, why are you even locked in on gambling right now? How do you <laughs> even know? Like you're not even out yeah. of high
0: school the yet. Guy, the boys at my house were doing the same thing. They were, <laughs> <they> were <laughs> one, of them, one of them kept bringing up the fact of uh, what's the, the Niners' tight ends name? George, George uh, Kittle, Kittle. Kittle, Kittle, yeah. They mm-hmm. they said, they said <laughs> there was a line out there that Niners win the Super Bowl and then George Kittle kisses Taylor Swift at the end <laughs> of the game, <laughs> and you could you could place a bet on it, and it was like it was like six hundred thousand to one. <laughs> yes.
1: One of the kids in our in our house said, um, he said, "I'm I'm going to go ahead and put it out there and start the bet that the reason Travis Kelsey." went over and shoved his own head coach and started yelling at him is because if they didn't win he wouldn't be able to propose to Taylor <laughs> like he wanted to start it like <laughs> like is you know if they win is Travis going to yeah. you know propose to her and um you know did you watch the trophy ceremony
0: I did not we the, the boys in the boys in my in my house they were all angry when they scored that last touchdown, oh my they were similar to me at the, at the end of a bad Alabama loss. <laughs> it's just like as soon as the last play happened, they went click. They turned the TV off, like and just
1: did started. that. Did that last play not feel like maybe they had called the timeout? And it, because it looked like the San Francisco defense was just standing there, hmm. uh, it was. It just was awful. Ending. It just. I thought the whole game
2: was awful. It looks. It looks scripted.
1: Yeah. Oh, don't start that! <laughs> it did. <laughs> don't even start that. Yeah, that's. They didn't example. even yeah. play
2: football till the fourth quarter. Yeah, I uh, I mean, look, I was like, look. I was like, I don't, I don't watch a lot of NFL, so I'm watching the first three quarters. Like, what's the appeal? Like, this is uh, not an exciting. Uh, football game. No, I mean, I, I didn't enjoyed, enjoy it at
0: all. I I I thought the football game was good, but I just kind, of it's like you see the writing on the wall, and it's like, man, it's so like a bunch of people just like sat in a room somewhere and came up with this.
1: <laughs> but hey, my favorite my favorite meme of the night that I saw go out was husbands just leave your wives alone they're having a moment it's usher. All right. yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Oh my goodness. It's uh, sad. It's sad." Yeah, it was funny cuz the the boys in in that were at my house, they were like we, we got to flip over to Nickelodeon at halftime so we can watch the SpongeBob halftime show. <laughs> no, no lie. <laughs> that's what they wanted to do. I was like, all right. Whatever. Hey, that's way
1: better. Because uh, <laughs> the line was was how long into his show before his shirt comes off? Oh, so, it was coming off. Yeah, <laughs> it came off. Everybody knew it yeah. was
0: coming off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a crazy
1: weekend.
0: Yeah. i was still thinking there's something else going on. What was it? Let's see. Oh, I went to my first tennis match Thursday.
1: Oh. Tennis. For,
0: was it Chloe? And Bray. And Bray?
1: Oh, I didn't yeah. know Bray was playing.
0: Yeah, Bray, they're both on the varsity tennis team at the high school. Yeah. So, Chloe's like a, what, am I supposed to clap for that? Yeah, man, you got to clap for uh, that, man. Okay. Yay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, but Bray, yeah, Bray, they're both like, neither one of them have ever played and so they're both like low seeds, but they made the team. You know, of course, Chloe Chloe's a seventh grader, and she mm-hmm. made the team. Uh, but they they don't have a you know they don't have a lot of girls, and they do have a they do have other younger girl young girls on the team as well. So mm-hmm. um, that was interesting. So they play like doubles. They have a partner that they'll play doubles with, and then they'll play as individuals as well. Yeah. So,
1: all right. So I have a question. Yeah. Prediction: How long before a high school? As a pickleball team
2: because mm. Mm. ESPN
1: like is coming out
2: with their own pickleball world I feel like it's probably already started somewhere maybe not here
0: well you know you know we've been talking about I think and I think I mean we've been talking about we we're, we're going to do it we're going to be buying pickleball nets for our FAC oh because oh, you yeah. can a pickleball court is 44 feet mm-hmm. uh, like basically baseline to baseline mm-hmm well, a basketball court is 50 feet wide and a pickleball court is you know 20 to 22 feet wide so basically what I'm saying is you can you can turn them sideways and you can put two pickleball courts on a basketball court mm-hmm. so we could actually host a pickleball tournament and have mm. two two games going simultaneously so a, how would you
1: explain to a listener who's heard about pickleball but has no idea what it is
0: I've never played it I
1: haven't either, but I mean, there's a lot of people who's never even seen it.
0: It looks like um, it looks like, um, it like miniature a, tennis with uh, with wiffle balls. <laughs> there's already a shrunken <laughs> court. There's
2: already <laughs> yeah. a high school state championship.
1: What? It's already there.
0: Let me right, guess. Right, I believe six it through twelve in New Jersey
2: in Pinson. <laughs> what? in Alabama? Pinson, Alabama. But it's not AHS. Last,
0: but it's not AHSAA. Yeah. AHS. No, 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 It's not like a sanctioned deal. Uh,
2: I can't tell. That's no, my. That's my. That's That's
1: what I want to know is when will it be sanctioned? Like when will AHSAA? AHS. Yeah. I mean, they have Recognize video game. They have video mm-hmm. game. Yeah, they do. It's weird. Uh, that's weird. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but pickleball kind of reminds me of a combination of imagine shrinking tennis down to a smaller court. Mm-hmm. And it's a combination of tennis and ping pong, almost. Like there's different rules, but you're, you know, it's really like a human life size version of ping pong. Yeah, and um, it's huge. Like I have never seen something grow that fast.
0: I want to play. I haven't played. Uh, my son Bray has. He's got like, he's got has like a set of Mm -hmm. rackets. It's Mm -hmm. like a bag. You open it up, and it's like. Like when I used to watch Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras playing each other in tennis and they have their bags over there, you know, and they'll mm-hmm. open it up and they'll go through like four rackets in a game. Yeah. Like Bray has like the pickleball equivalent of that. Oh, there like, you go. How many paddles do you need?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my son's got pickleball paddles in the back of his car. Yeah. And, uh, man, they, they they would go play in the rain. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, man, you when you said Agassi, I was sitting there just I – w- I did not go looking for pickleball that day. But it was on ESPN, and I just stopped to watch it because on one side it was John McEnroe and his partner. And to watch him play pickleball and get mad and reenact some of the things he used to do, his antics, yeah. the crowd was rolling. Yeah. And he would just try to he would try to hold in, but he'd start laughing, you know. Right. But it was so classic. And then I kept noticing this bald guy on the other side, and I was like, who yeah. is that? And finally, they did a sh- close up. And I was like, oh, that's Agassi. And my son was like, who is that goofball? Mm-hmm. I was like, let me tell you something. He was the stud. <laughs> I mean, that he long was, hair. He, I say, he was the rebel of tennis, yeah, man. He was. That long hair and just the <laughs> yeah. way he played. Yeah, well,
0: and he wore like really bright colors yes. and stuff right there. And then you had like his, you know, you had Sampras, who was like, the exact opposite, of exacting. Him. Yeah, but, it was just, but was an absolute killer on the court as well. Crusher, <laughs> crusher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was a that was a good old days.
1: And then I think they had Steffi Groff. Remember her? Oh yeah, they had her coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think she was coaching because John and him came over to her and she was talking to him. You know, oh yeah, so funny. But she
0: was she was really good too. Anyway, what I, at
1: some point you know. It's like when's your career over yeah. as a tennis player <laughs> when, you when you're playing pickleball.
0: pickleball? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know. I do want to play. I do mm-hmm. want to play. I want to. I want to try it out.
1: Well, if we get it in the FAC,
0: yeah. Well, our, our hold up right now is not the nets and stuff. Our hold up is uh, how do we want to do the lines? Gotcha. So yeah, um, you know we probably don't want to do them in anything. We don't want to try to like we don't we don't want to have them painted in necessarily. We right, could right. Be something we right. Could, we could. You know put down and take back up, so yeah. Anyway, cool, yeah. Cool. Well, I got something a little more interesting. Say,
1: what? why are you pointing at that? I was just telling you, <laughs> I brought in. Gum today. A very large bag. Of I'm gum. not insinuating it about anything about anybody's breath. I'm just saying <laughs> this is. But well,
0: you pointed at it like? I you did. Better get in well, on I that. sat it in the middle of the
1: table, and nobody acknowledged it. And I just well because we're podcasting,
0: know. I didn't know if that'd be a good idea <laughs> to
1: have gum in your mouth.
0: <laughs> Say what? I'll chew gum. You'll never know it. <laughs> All right. This one's going to sound familiar, but very different at the same time. But. When are people going to learn about trying to smuggle stuff into the United Mm. States? We haven't learned yet. Never. Mm -mm. This one's bad. All right. What was it? It's going to sound bad, and it gets worse.
1: (laughs) Hang on, real quick. What was the last thing we did? Were they? Uh, Were they trying to smuggle in? Was was, it the elephant?
2: There was elephant poop or something. Yeah, yeah, elephant poop. I think it was giraffe dung.
0: I think it was giraffe dung. Okay, that's right. But we this, I was see, to make jewelry you, with you had seen it done with elephant dung yes, something yeah. or yeah and anyway. <clears throat> Yeah, so this is similar. Uh dogs sniff out something unusual in passenger. This is the headline. And dogs sniff out something unusual in passenger's luggage. You want to take a guess?
1: Where are they at, by the way? Are they at the airport?
0: Yes, this okay. is at the airport. Does
1: it say where they came from?
0: U.S. Customs and Border Protection dogs sniff out something unusual in the luggage of a traveler returning from Africa. This is in Mm. the Boston Logan Airport. You want to take a guess?
2: Is it an animal of some sort?
0: Am I answering yes or no questions?
2: Are you? I don't know. You run this segment. (laughs) You did this last time, and
1: it would have been 20 years before we landed on giraffe (laughs) dome. I don't
0: want to hear y'all guess. Uh, and see who can get the closest.
2: Some kind of animal or bug or something would be my guess.
0: Okay.
1: Based on the last story. Yeah. Some type of
2: urine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> U.S. Customs and Border Protection dogs sniff out something unusual in the luggage from a traveler returning from Africa. None other than mummified monkeys. <laughs> and I have a picture. <laughs>
2: I'm not sure I want to see it.
0: The passenger, (laughs) this gets... Okay, let me show you the picture first. Not the two baseball players. That's an ad.
1: What? You're kidding me. Wow. Mummified monkeys. Wow. skulls. All right, give give, give, the listener... It's not just the skulls. Give the listener a description of that, because it looks like something out of Indiana
0: Jones. Yeah, so that's it looks, what it looks like. It, it's mummified mm-hmm. monkeys is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it gets way worse. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Dumb, um, gum? gum? <laughs> <be dumb? laughs> the passenger returning from a visit to the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, all right, reported that the luggage... When the, when the dogs hit on it, basically, okay? Mm-hmm. The passenger re- reported that the luggage contained dried fish. But on inspection, realized that it... Uh, the, but on inspection at Boston Logan Airport revealed dead and dehydrated bodies of four monkeys. But why? That's what I want to ask you guys. <laughs>
1: why?
2: Why would one need such a thing?
1: Is he a researcher, scientist? I
0: told you this gets worse.
2: <laughs> Which means there is no justification for what this person was doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he worships
1: Satan. Is he, well, I don't know. <clears throat>
0: you, you don't have any guess. What? Why would he be bringing back four monkeys? Four, four. mummified dehydrated bodies? Two... He wants a real version of the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no. (laughs) (laughs) That's not it. That's not it. Why? Why did he bring them back? This is awful. Why
2: did he bring them back? Well. As food for something or someone?
0: mm. (laughs) The traveler said he brought the monkeys back into the United States for his own consumption. (laughs) Because shall I play it again? No. Say what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So okay, I mean, I've heard of. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of this. So and monkey mummies are delicious. Just well. <laughs>
2: How does one prepare such a okay, meal? Now, no, wait a
1: minute. Now, I've heard of people eating monkey brains, so I'm wondering if the brains are still intact
2: and no, the No, not in those things. Mm. Them all dried out. This,
0: <laughs> if you saw the picture, it looks like... I'm just, about to, I'm just about to pull up a chair and dig right into King Tut. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it looks like they pulled them out have of you a. Say, it, it looks like they pulled them out of, out of a, uh, what you call it, a pyramid. No, yeah. Like know, they were inside the tomb. You somewhere. know, in
2: Pirates of the Caribbean, where they have they go, in, like they turn into skeletons <laughs> oh, yeah. at oh, yeah. night and they have the monkey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: It's terrifying. Raw or, this, I'll keep reading, raw or minimally processed meat from wild animals, sometime referred to, and this is what he was. This is how he referred to it, the person bringing them back. Sometimes referred to as bushmeat.
2: <laughs> There's no meat on those bones.
0: It don't look like It's <laughs> banned in the U.S. because of the threat of disease. By the way, this, something like this, is how disease X happens. Yes. Exactly.
1: Yeah. 100%. I just thought I'd bring some back. <laughs> I thought I'd.
0: Just need me a little meal, a little late night snack. Well, why would you want mummy monkeys though? Well, they keep they keep real well. They keep well. Hey, they've aged. Don't be judging no monkey jerky.
1: You just don't know.
0: The potential dangers posed by bringing bush meat into the United States are real. Bush meat can carry germs that can cause an illness, including the Ebola virus. Said Julio Caravia. Why would you want to eat such a thing? Local director for what is Customs wrong with and Border Protection. I don't know. I
1: ain't going to tell you what's in the back of my mind, but. I'll, I'll, I'll mouth it.
0: What? You said it out loud. What did you say? What? I'm not going to say it. That's wrong. <laughs> I shouldn't say it. No.
1: Like, how is this guy not a serial killer? That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying.
0: Oh, you're thinking like Jeffrey Dahmer. Did I say it out loud? Did I say it out loud? Is that what you were thinking? Something yeah, like that?
1: Yes, yes, same Same concept.
0: Uh, so <laughs> no charges were filed, but all the luggage was seized, and the nearly nine pounds of bushmeat were marked for destruction by the U.S. Center of Disease Control and mm-hmm. Prevention. End of article. Mm. I don't know. Where do we go from here? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> So bushmeat apparently is the black oh yeah, it's apparently the black market of meat. Like it's like you know, it's like a a wild animal market basically uh-huh. that's illegal pretty much because there's so much poaching and things like that going on. I see, but here's the thing.
0: <clears throat> I can understand like if something is like rare mm-hmm. but just I mean, just downright delicious. Right.
2: There is no way that's delicious.
0: <laughs> and they're not rare Monkeys are not rare Hey Blake what? <laughs> I'm going to have a backyard
1: grill Go cook out yeah. I need you to come over What are we having? Bush meat. Yeah. Yeah. What's nope. that? I've never heard nope. of that I'm out Got it down here at Southeastern Meats no, 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 I'm out
0: Well, like I can understand like wild game stuff That's if something is like delicious I've mm-hmm. actually heard that um, Well, Joe, you remember We went to a burger place that served wild game Do you remember that? In Texas, you and I went to a burger place that served wild game burgers. Oh yeah, it like, was called the Root Twisted Root Twisted Root. Yeah, they it. had one. They had one here for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do. That it. Sounds was in, familiar. It was in Vestavia, and but you like you I had the buffalo. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you had a bison burger. Yeah. Well, they also had, but you could get a rabbit burger. You could mm-hmm. get a kangaroo burger. Mm-hmm. You could get a camel burger. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'd want to eat a camel, but I would eat. I would I, I mean I would I would try it I'll try anything once but it was like <laughs> it, I can understand I've heard that lion is delicious hmm. I don't know and I've heard kangaroos not bad <laughs> I I would eat it would you would you eat any of that Tiffany
2: maybe I might try lion no. or kangaroo. <laughs>
1: You wouldn't eat lion I'm not, av- I'm not adventurous when it comes to eating.
2: But it doesn't matter what it is. If it's decayed to the point if that picture you just showed me.
0: That's what I'm saying.
2: There's no chance.
0: None. I just don't know I'd want to eat a primate.
1: No. <laughs> well.
2: Too a- close to you before you play.
1: <laughs> if they got fingers, y'all. Apparently, bushmeat comes from a variety of wild animals. <laughs> bats. Uh-uh. hmm Non-human I got, primates. I trying to start
2: another round of COVID. Monkey, what,
1: monkeys and apes.
0: Yeah. I'm not eating no primate. And I'm <laughs> not eating a bat. It's too close to a rat.
1: Now, these are called mm. grass cutters, but they're really cane rats. Cane rats. What? Mm-hmm. And then antelope.
0: I'd eat antelope all day.
1: Bushmeat is often smoked, dried, or salted. However... It's not processed enough and eaten too raw. Therefore, it's not sufficient uh, to render the meat non-infectious. What is mostly like transmitted through the bush meat is, are you ready for this? Ebola. Ebola.
0: Yeah.
2: So is is bush meat just like... But I don't understand the, the
0: mummified part of it. That's yeah. what I don't understand. I don't either. Like, if I'm going to eat bush meat, I want it fresh.
2: But is, is bush meat like the foreign version of roadkill? Is that I, what we're talking about?
0: <laughs> well, the mummified part is what's disturbing me. Like, yeah, I, that's I would eat – I just don't want to eat a primate. I think that's at the top of my list. I can't – most everything else, like you name it, I'd go all – I mean, I'd eat it. Like, I mean, I don't have a problem eating lion or kangaroo or, or, you know, I would try a camel. I've eaten bison. I've eaten like rattlesnake and stuff like that, alligator, all that. I've eaten all that. I'd go all in on a duckbill platypus, but I'm not eating. I'm not eating a primate if it's got fingers. I ain't eating it. <laughs> it's like a kangaroo. To I mean, it, not a kangaroo, a uh, a raccoon. I wouldn't eat a raccoon. They finger dogs is what those are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so if it has fingers,
0: you're out. If it's got fingers, <laughs> whew, it's tough. There might be an exception.
1: But at the end of the day, bush meat. Illegal. Straight
0: up illegal. Illegal Mm. is cocaine.
1: (laughs) It's just straight from the CDC.
0: (laughs) Yep. Well, Mm. I just found that one to be pretty crazy, so I wanted to share. Mm. Consumption. For his own personal consumption. Wow. It's disgusting. Wow. I don't know how to transition from that into message or anything else, so. Mm. Okay. Y'all have to take it for
2: there. Actually, Blake did mention <laughs> duckbill platypuses in his sermon yesterday. I did he? Yeah, he did. Why? Uh, uh What were you talking about?
0: I, was talking- I listened to
2: the sermon twice and I don't remember. <laughs> I remember you saying duckbill platypus. <laughs> I,
0: it was one of those absurd things that comes out of my mouth. I was talking about God mm. speaking things into creation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh. you know, God spoke, and there was a lot, and there was planets, and there was fish, and there was a duckbill platypus, and everything in between. <laughs> Just got to get that in there. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I came home uh, a few weeks ago, and my son and one of his friends, Cole, they were playing a game with, uh, with uh, my daughters, with uh, Bella and Chloe, and they... It was a game where they had to think of something and then they had to guess what it was. It was kind of like a 20, 20, 20 question stop game mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and uh, Chloe was sitting there guessing. I was like, "What are y'all doing?" And she said, "Playing the game. I have to. I've got so many questions. I can guess. I got to guess what it is they're thinking of." And I was like, well, "What did they say?" And she said, "They said it was an animal." And I was like, "And they thought of it?" And they was like, <laughs> "Yeah." I said, "It's a duckbill platypus." <laughs> were, were you right? I was right. <laughs> 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 Embrace, friend Cole. Like his jaw hit the floor, and I was like, "Like I just know you two. I was like, "There was only two options. It was yes. going to be something ridiculous. It yes. was either a duckbill platypus or an anteater. There was no other <laughs> option. <laughs> <laughs> Oh was my like, goodness! How did you know that? <laughs> Illusion. <laughs> what type of sorcery is this? <laughs> it was. Oh, it was man. similar to the whole Christmas gift thing. Oh, I know. Right? I,
1: I had sea monkeys in my head the whole time. You, were you just. You just got to yeah. know. You got to mm-hmm. know your.
0: Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Know the source. Yes. It was like well, Brett Harris bought this. It's obviously sea, sea monkeys. monkeys. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we kind of have this thing where we do when we do our staff parties. Blake shakes the present and and tries to guess what they are. And one year he said sea monkeys, and we opened them up and they were sea monkeys. It was like, man. Yeah,
0: that's stuff that legends are made of. Yes, show us your wand,
1: please. Show us your wand.
0: And then there was another year where somebody b- bought some slippers, and I said these are or I said these are funny slippers. These are funny house shoes, is what they are. Mm-hmm. And then somebody opened them up, and they were Chewbacca feet yeah. house shoes. <laughs> That's That's funny. pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Anyway.
1: So you wound up this weekend talking, uh, continuing in our series entitled um, Family Life, and where we're looking at the things of God through the eyes of the family, and so... Um, you know, you kind of really kind of got things started talking about words mm-hmm. and, and what they mean. You want to?
0: Yeah, I, well, I you know started talking about kind of just well, first off, and shared some uh, funny stats about you know mm-hmm. men and women and how much that how much they speak. Uh, mm-hmm. Men uh, both men and women both open their mouth to speak seven hundred times a day. Uh, men on average use seven thousand words during that seven hundred times. Mm. Women use twenty thousand words.
2: You made me self conscious, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I sent y'all a text this morning, and after I sent it, I thought that was very wordy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Conviction. Yeah, <laughs> Tiffany's thumbs use twenty thousand words. Twenty thousand yes. words a day. Well, yeah. it didn't work on my wife. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I just I talked about just kind of the you know, the importance of words and uh, how, you know, within within our families, how important they are. Mm. And, you know, if, like, if you had the ability to curate all the words that were spoken with inside of your family, like, you know, what could you accomplish? Mm. You know, you could play some really good practical jokes, but what, But <laughs> you could also actually keep the peace pretty, pretty well if you mm-hmm. could just curate everything that people say to each other. And then I also brought up, you know, it's so like in – but in church or at work, like with church families, work families, people are more passive aggressive, and they mean more than what they actually say, you know. And so, um, just trying to wade through all that can be confusing. It can be, you know, there's a barrel of hooks around every corner, kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and then you also uh, brought up Proverbs eighteen twenty one.
0: Proverbs eighteen twenty one. That was death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Mm. That was Ooh. kind of the theme verse. Really, was just you know just talking about how the um, it sounds like an overstatement that the power of life and death is in the tongue. But if you but if you really think about that and how uh, you know everything, all the As far as the power of life being in the tongue, everything good, all the best memories that we have in life, everything good that happens to us, it's all tied to words. It's tied to words that were spoken to us. It's tied Mm -hmm. to words that were spoken by us. You know, will you marry me? I'm pregnant. It's a boy. It's a girl. Things like that. But then also the power of death, you know, the negative negative memories that we have in life are tied to that. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sorry we've lost them, like they've passed away or... Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I got some bad news, or hey, we got to let you go, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> but also, you know, just uh, how, you know, I use the example of Jesus' miracles and how he performed miracles, thinking about things that were life giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of most all of his miracles were spoken words, you know, creation mm-hmm. being spoken words. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, he spoke in you know, dead men walked out of grave, kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. It really, literally, it's a very literal verse, meaning you know the power of life and death.
1: Yeah. So, so you that. made the statement. You said, "What if the church could harness that power?" You mm-hmm. said it could revolutionize the church. Yep,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that was a. Uh, I mean, that was really kind of the idea there. That's that was right there in that same in that same area of the message. I you know kind of made that. That point, so
2: mm. I really liked your sidebar about Jesus speaking and stopping the storm too
0: yeah cool to <clears throat> I, th- I i I've always felt like that was a um, that that particular miracle was way underrated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stopping the storm because if you think about it the 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 point that I made was you you can only speak. As an authority to something and get a reaction out of it, like give a command to something and get a reaction out of it if that thing understands that it has to obey you.
1: Right. If it understands
0: right. that it is subject to you.
1: Yeah.
0: And, mm. um, you know, I use the example of like our miniature Multipoo does not understand that she's subject to me <laughs> and has to obey me because evidently she just doesn't. You know, <laughs> Dolly just. Relieves herself wherever she (laughs) happens to be and uh, with no remorse, (laughs) no remorse whatsoever. And no matter what I say, and no matter how much I express to her that I have authority over her, she just looks at me like, Yeah, apparently you don't, (laughs) unauthorized. (laughs) But, um, but you know, if you think about the ramifications of the fact that Jesus spoke and the storm listened, Mm -hmm. that's like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, anyway. It's, and, and that's it's just kind, kind of, of where mouthful. you
1: went the rest of the way is speaking the words of Christ. Like you gave three points there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you want to yeah, give, sure. give them the first
0: one? Yeah. The, and each one of them I tied to a you know, different scripture in Proverbs, but. You know, talking about how if we're going, if we're, as believers in Christ, if we're going to speak life giving words instead of words that bring, words that bring life instead of words that bring death Mm -hmm. uh, as followers of Christ, then that would mean that we would want to learn how to speak like Jesus. And Mm -hmm. um, so, what are, you know, what are some aspects of the way that Jesus spoke that were, that brought life, that were life bringing? Uh, You know, first and foremost, it was, you know, Christ's words. that bring life and not death were always truthful words. He spoke mm. with truth and uh, read Proverbs 27, 5 through 6, which is better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. So mm. <clears throat> that, that obviously led into this whole spill about um, sometimes saying things that are true can be hard. Yeah. Saying things that are true. Yeah. Can be, it can be hard for you to say. But it can be exceptionally hard for someone to hear as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause in that kind of where we're at in society, it's like we don't want to hear things that are hard. No. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want to hear yeah. things especially anything that would make us feel a certain way. Yeah. Like it, it I think I think a lot of people have gotten very kind of um and you can call this the offensive culture the wimpification of the mm. world or whatever sure. terminology you want to use. But at the end of the day, we've become so sensitive to the fact that we want to, we want to live easy. We don't want mm-hmm. to live hard. I would much rather live in ignorance because ignorance is bliss versus being told a reality about myself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I I, I think too, where that gets hard is in marriage. Mm. Because we do speak those words of truth to our spouse mm-hmm. and they don't want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, and neither do we. Like we don't want to hear it in reverse. Um, and I think a lot of times people like you you were kind of saying here, the truth hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it just hurts.
0: It, it does. Um, you know, I I use I think one of the things I said or something like this was, you know, a lot of times we'll say stuff like you know, uh, I just care too much about them to say that to them, to hurt them that way, to tell right. them that. But really, if we think about it, what we're saying in that moment, especially, you know, if we lay it on top of, script, of Scripture like that, like those verses from Proverbs, what we're really saying is, uh, yeah, I just care too much about myself to put to put myself through that discomfort of having to tell them that, mm. Or you know. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's really one of the most unloving things that you can do. Is, is withhold the truth from someone. And I used examples as far as, like, with ministry and stuff like that yeah. uh, mm-hmm. as well.
1: So. Well, you had a great line there, too. You said, we have to value their character in that moment more than we value our own peace.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used that coming off... I'm sorry, I kicked somebody. Uh, I would use that as an example coming off an illustration I used uh, with uh, children, because mm-hmm. a lot of times, uh, you know, and it, and it but it's a parallel to this, what mm-hmm. we're talking about speaking truth, mm-hmm. is a lot of times children will like save this crazy behavior for like the moment when they feel like it's least likely that they would be disciplined. So mm-hmm. I use the example, say you're in a rush, you're trying to get to church or you're trying to get to some event, you get everybody the car and you've been yelling at everybody get out of the house and you're just trying to get everybody the car, get everybody dressed, get everybody the car, and it's like in that moment when you're the most rushed and you're 15 minutes behind and then all of a sudden one of your, one of your kids just do something absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, what what you're tempted to do is not discipline them. Just Mm -hmm. move on. Because if you discipline them, not only are you late getting to church now, but you're late with a crying kid in the back. Mm -hmm. That's right. And everybody else got a headache because they're screaming the whole way. That's right. And so it's like it just snowballs out of control. Mm -hmm. And so personally, you're tempted to just let that go. Because if you just let it go, but in that moment, Mm. that's where the quote came up what you just read you have to in that moment you have to value their character more than you value your your, your temporary peace mm-hmm. and the same thing could be said for uh, you know sharing the truth with yeah. someone anyway
1: yeah so point one was life-giving words are always truthful mm-hmm. and point number two is we must learn to speak words of grace
0: yeah graceful words. The scripture that I used was uh, Proverbs fifteen four, which is a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. And this one was the, probably the most personal for me because that's kind of my mo. Mm-hmm. Like within within my family is like I will I will say things that are true, and they'll be totally not received at all. <laughs> and I just kind of look at everybody like um, I just told you the truth. Like I don't know what else to say um, because. Mm-hmm. You know my, and I said this at the beginning. You know, at the very beginning of the message too, because you know, um, a lot of times, you know, people will say it's not what you say, but how you say it. Mm-hmm. But for me, you know, where I kind of get myself in trouble with my family, like getting arguments and stuff, is. It's both. It's what I say and how I say it. Mm-hmm. And so when something gets on my nerves, I get frustrated about something, then in that moment, I'll craft a statement that is designed to inflict the maximum amount of damage, <laughs> and then I will deliver it in such a way that it does, mm-hmm. that it sticks. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way I said it, I think, in the second service is I'll, I'll craft that statement and then I'll deliver it like I'm standing on a Broadway stage. <laughs> like I want to sell it.
2: Yeah. How it, true is that? But, How true is that, y'all? But what
0: I found is that that um, when you when you decouple when you decouple truth from grace, it loses that healing effect, that spiritual yeah. healing effect. The gentle tongue is a tree of life, is actually like a callback to creation. It's mm. a gentle tongue tongue is a tree of life. It's like it's a callback to utopia in the garden. It's basically saying a gentle tongue is a healing tongue. Mm. It, it restores is what mm. it does that's, that Restoration is the language there mm. Is the original language So it's like a gentle tongue is one of restoring So mm. when we don't speak with grace We're not trying to restore mm. uh, we're, not, we're not trying to heal a situation And you know That's just kind of me personally That was like my biggest conviction In the message was like You know I really have to guard my heart against that Yeah, About saying okay I know what to say here but I've got to say it. I've got to say it gracefully. I've yeah. got to say it in love, you know. Yeah. I've got to deliver it gracefully, um, and that. But then, but I think probably one of the most common ones that people struggle with with not delivering things with grace is what we got into here was gossip. Is what it, that was the next part that I went into, mm-hmm. and this was the one that people talked to me about after the service. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I bet. was the gossip thing because yeah. you know <laughs> I just used a lot of like real examples. Um, I use the example of how people gossip in the church through prayer request. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> you know, We're not stepping
1: on yes, any toes. They there.
0: do. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> and this is a, a funny part to me because I was talking about it. Um, I was because th- I was just picturing in my mind what I see. Now, I did make it clear. I did put the clarification out there that sharing prayer requests and going to the Lord in prayer as God's people together right. in agreement is yeah. a good thing. It's a biblical thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the problem comes in the fact that when we don't check our hearts and we've all been in a situation when somebody shares a prayer request and the purpose of them sharing the prayer request was to let everyone else in the room know that they knew something that no one else did. Mm -hmm. Uh
1: And that was the whole
0: reason behind the prayer request, Mm. you know, and I use the example of like, you know, and I don't know why, but I went like straight Southern mama in the moment, (laughs) but I said, you know, Hey y'all, I I shouldn't say anything, but y'all be praying for Darlene and them. (laughs) You know, And that's how it always starts. I shouldn't be saying anything. I shouldn't say anything, but y'all pray for Darlene. Yeah, let's, let's just say there's a lot going on there. <laughs> and then and then inevitably they'll say what's going on. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Larry's in the bottle again. You know, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't you know, mean to laugh at that, but that was
1: just funny the way you said it. But it is. But that, it's true. It's yeah. very it's true. It's very
0: true, yeah. But I read the – I love – Proverbs 2019 and especially the ESV the way that it words this because some translations say basically don't as, don't associate with a with someone who gossips okay uh, that's kind of the point of the verse but in the ESV it says whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets therefore do not associate with a simple babbler
2: <laughs> not enough people got a kick out of that.
0: Yeah. I was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I
2: was like, "That's pretty funny."
0: Yeah, it is funny. I love the way it words it, though. <laughs> but that's that. Yeah, but other translations actually use the word gossip there. Mm. Anyway, mm. and, and I, I went on to put some, you know, put some qualifiers on that about how sometimes people will say things that are. Um, <clears throat> they'll say, "Well, sometimes you have to share something negative about somebody for their well-being," right? Yeah, and my point in that was to say, "Well, that might be true, but." But for our own sake, like we really have to guard our hearts mm-hmm. as to why we're sharing, mm. why you know we're gossiping or whatever. Yeah. And um,
1: is the, it because you really believe in prayer?
0: <laughs> and That's why you're putting it out there, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I, I the litmus test that I gave that I that I said filter through is, um, you know, if you're. Uh, and this really hammers home. I gave a few different examples, but one, mm-hmm. the, the one that really hammers home for me is if you're a parent, think about it this way. If you're going to share something negative about someone with someone else, think of it as though you're having to share something extremely negative about your own child. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like what, yeah. is that, what does that delivery feel like? Yeah. yeah. Because if you're, if you're trying – anybody who's ever had to share something that's true but negative about their own child when they share it – uh, it's a very painful delivery. Yeah, there's nothing you're enjoying about that. Not yeah. at all. And the reason that you're not enjoying it is because you do not glory in their shame. Mm. And mm. so that was the part that's wow. like, wow. man, what if the Capital C Church could harness that? Wow. What if we never gloried in one another's shame? Huh. Wow. You know, that mm. was, a, I don't know if I really hammered that home or accentuated that, but mm. that's that's kind of the point that I was getting at. If the Capital C Church never gloried in one another's shame, what would that alone do for the edification of God's people? Yeah. Mm. So, mm. anyway.
1: That's good
0: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But because that, that when you do share a negative piece of information, and that's the framework that it's coming from, is I don't glory in this whatsoever. I grieve it, mm-hmm. just like you would your own child's negative news, you know? Yeah. If it's coming from inside the church, if it's coming through that framework, that's the exact opposite of what gossip is. Yeah, that is healing. Yeah, that's restoring. That's the healing word. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, that was the that was the second one. And um,
1: like a, a little behind the scenes here, you know, one of the things that happens to all of us in the ministry is people bring their prayer requests to us. All the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know they bring it to us, and what's interesting is, is you can always tell like because this is just one more layer of the onion here. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people will bring their prayer requests to us, and even even though it's their own prayer request, in a way they're still gossiping about themselves. Oh yeah. It's like pray for our marriage. Mm-hmm. And by the time it all gets said and done. Yep. I'm getting the whole story of how evil her husband is or how right. evil mm-hmm. his wife is. Yep. But here's how – and because this is just another filter right? Um, that people will come to us with prayer requests, and I'll say, oh, yeah, man, we've got incredible deacons, and I can put this out on the message board. We can get a lot of people praying about it. I can always tell when somebody's authentic, they'll go, well – I'm not sure if I'm ready for everybody to know yet, but yeah. I want you to pray for me. Right. I came to you personally. Right. So let's just wait before we put it out. You know, because that. I don't want I don't want the wrong thing to get out, you know. Right. Yeah. And so you could just see the authenticity there versus, "Oh yes, and and put it out on social media, let everybody know. We need all the prayer we can get." Mm-hmm.
0: You know. Yeah. Mm. Also known as preemptive strike. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But that's, that's Cobra Kai theology that's right Kobe there. Strike chi. first, strike hard. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> Send them home in a body bag. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I did. I did leave out that there was another part of the whole speaking. Uh, you know, speaking words of grace, and that was when we don't have relational capital mm mm-hmm. That's good. You know, that's, that's kind of the whole, the, the way we'll put it a lot of times, I don't have enough deposited in the bank with that person. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't got enough relational capital to be able to say this or to say that. And there's wisdom in that, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I used examples of like people criticizing the church, you know, and Mike, Mike Huff during the second service was sitting on the front row. I was like, yeah, Mike, I heard you pounded him. I did at one time. <laughs> I, the, time. the part where I was talking about speaking truth, uh-huh. I was like, you know, speaking truth is a painful thing to do, not just to hear, but also to do. It's a hard thing. And I was like, sometimes it's fun. Like, hey, Mike, you need to retire them pants. <laughs> 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 yeah, he got lit into. Oh. He shouldn't have been sitting there, bro. <laughs> hey, that's what you get for being on the front row. Front row every Sunday. That's it. Uh, but no, that, but I use the example of this, like relational capital. Like if Mike come to me with a criticism of the church, like he's got my ear. Yeah. You know, because one is, man, How much skin he got invested in the game, not just with the church, but also with me personally. Right, Mm -hmm. like he's got relational capital, so he's got my ear. Like I'm gonna listen. Yeah, like you know, because I know he knows my heart, and he knows that I know his heart, and he wouldn't be coming with it if it wasn't something that needed to be talked about.
1: He's like Jonathan coming to David. Like he's like I'm letting you know where Saul Mm -hmm. is. I'm telling you what's going on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I, I use the example, and you'll appreciate this one, and you'll remember this instance. Mm-hmm. I didn't call anybody by name, but I use the example of uh, someone sending me a really lengthy critique of a sermon of mine, and it was the first time I had ever met them. You oh, do you remember this? I think I do. But the person came, and they had visited the church, and the, you introduced me to them. It was the first yes. time I had ever met them. Mm-hmm. And then that night I got this really, really long <laughs> critique, and I was like... Uh, I don't even know you, bro. Like, he just didn't. Even, <laughs> and then, and then I was talking about how he con- he went through this long critique, and then at the end, he complimented and he complimented me, and he complimented the church and everything. But I was like, I wish you would have started with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, and I think that it really... was good, and it, I went on. You know, we he and I are friends and all, so mm-hmm. it's all good. But it, I just thought it was uh, it was just funny because at the moment, it was the first time it was the first time I'd ever even spoke to. Him. Mm. And then I get – so it's like, okay, if you're going to say something hard, like, you know, like have something on deposit. That's mm-hmm. all. That that was just the the bigger point there. Right. So.
1: But you made a great statement before we move on to the last point, and that is you said if you have something negative to speak about someone, mm-hmm. speak to it, not about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, speak to them, not about them. Yes. Yeah. If you've got like something that. negative to say, say it to, not about. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really – Tied in really well with a lot of the stuff we've been doing in First Corinthians as mm-hmm. well recently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, especially with you know we just had to walk through like church discipline and stuff like that. Or, you mm-hmm. know we've been talking about sexual sin, sexual morality, sexual sin and stuff like that. So man, you're talking about subjects and things that have to be handled you know, wisely and many times with kid gloves. Uh, you know, when, when I say with kid gloves in the context of the church, what I'm really saying is things that need to be handed with graceful words, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it yeah,
1: makes so. a lot of sense. So we're talking about speaking what the words of Christ and mm-hmm. using our words for life and not death. And so far we've talked about life-giving words are always truthful, Mm -hmm. we must learn to speak words of grace, and then finally you said, words of life have power.
0: Yeah, so basically, life-giving words are the words of Christ. They were truthful, they were graceful, and they were powerful. So if Mm -hmm. you really wanted to make it you know, nice and clean, that would be the Mm -hmm. three points there. But Proverbs uh, 4.22 was, For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. So it's kind of recycling, this whole healing and restoring idea, but... Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of symbolism in life-giving words and the Word made flesh. And, you know, you get, you get, it gets really gospel-centric, like, really quick. Um, but, you know, why should believers' words be life-giving? Well, it's because they are literally should be saturated with or flavored with the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Mm. And how I finished was I told the uh, uh, Charles Spurgeon story from... When he spoke at the uh, Crystal Palace mm-hmm. Auditorium in London from in 1857, uh, the build, that building was built. It no longer exists. It's been torn down. It was torn down, actually, not too terribly long after it was built. Um, I say not too terribly long, thirty or forty years, which is not great for the life of a building like that. But it was built with two things in mind: was lighting and acoustics. Uh, lighting. Uh, it was built almost entirely out of glass. The exterior was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, glass and metal. And uh, so it wouldn't need any interior lights in the main auditorium. It could just have the natural sunlight. And then secondly, the glass was constructed to help with the acoustics of the room. And so Spurgeon was scheduled to speak there, and he arrived a day or two before the event, and he had heard a lot about the building, and he wanted to test the acoustics so that he could know how loud to speak from the platform. And so he go he he visits they visits the auditorium. They take him in there. They walk him up to the platform. He stands behind the pulpit, and he's, you know he he's basically just walked into the room after having this discussion with you know a few people whoever organizers of the event are. He walks into the room, walks up behind the pulpit, and he just stands up there and he says really loudly so he can hear it travel through the room. He says, uh, "Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world," and then he stops for a second as it travels through the room. And then he says it again and hears it kind of bounce around the room or travel all through the room. And then he just walks down off the platform and exits the stage or exits the room. what he doesn't know is that there are two men who are cleaning windows up in the upper rafters of the room that heard him. They're both unbelievers. They're agnostic. And um, just over the course of that day, something about hearing him say that They just became overwhelmed with conviction. They tracked down the building manager, their boss, and they asked him, is there any way you could arrange for us to speak just for a moment with Pastor Spurgeon? And uh, they made it happen, and both men surrendered their lives to Christ. Mm. And so the point was, Charles Spurgeon was known as the Prince of Preachers. Mm. He was the most... Eloquent and thoughtful, thought-provoking expositor of God's Word, arguably whoever walked the planet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah. not really. obviously, you know Paul's pretty good uh, <laughs> aside from Christ himself. so yeah. but um, there's a lot of them but but you know for our time, you know Spurgeon is just uh, he's still regarded as one of the that's why they called him the prince of preachers. He's yeah. still regarded mm-hmm. as one of the best communicators of God's Word. Yeah. To ever live. Anytime I get a chance to quote him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. he's most definitely the most quoted. Yeah, I would, for I sure. Say. For sure. Yeah. And so the point there being, even though he's the most eloquent speaker and the most eloquent and best expositor, one of that's ever walked the earth, it wasn't his crafty sermon that caused those men's hearts to surrender. Instead, it was a simple, concise word of God. So the point being that our words only have the power that his words flavor them with. Mm. So Mm. uh, it's it's kind of like a little bit of dose of humble pie for a pastor, Mm. you know, to hear something like that. It's just like, you know, it's why we pray things like hide me behind the cross kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we our words only have the power that that his words bestow upon kind of thing. So anyway, yeah. and the uh, you know, the first step in seeing that fruit in our lives is having a heart that clicks and surrenders for his word, you know. Mm. So that was kind of uh that was it. That, that was, was the good. end of the message. So it was it.
1: Yeah. It was good. Wish
0: I was there. Yeah. And then just kind of got <laughs> got into a little bit of a challenge time out of that. So Yeah. How'd I do? Well, Did I take good notes? You did. That was good stuff. It was good
1: stuff. I, You know, I, I think all of this, too, is just kind of one of those things where—because, you know, like like right now we've got a, a good bit of people going through one of our—just one uh, just one of our uh, discipleship programs we have here called Project 28— we just finished up breaking down Hebrews 4, 12, mm. you know, for the word of God is living and active is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates to soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so the whole, as we broke that scripture down, it it basically was talking about literally how the word of God is, it's always moving. It's mm-hmm. always active. Yeah. And so it doesn't return void. It You know, what, it, what what it carries with it is something that we cannot produce within ourselves so like if you're a pastor or if you're a teacher of the bible or those kinds of things we all know what it's like to flop you know sure. we all we all feel that pain when we don't feel like we did a good enough service and stuff but i think what this what this message really spoke to was just how you know the word of god is a double edged sword in terms of it is words of life but it can also bring words of death right yeah. and so even though there's eternal life there's also eternal death so all that to say that the more our words are are imitating the words of Christ then the be- you know what i'm saying the yep. better the better what we're trying to say is actually going to achieve its ultimate purpose because if my purpose is to encourage you, edify you, lift you up, bring you up, then I have a better chance of actually accomplishing that um, when it is powered by the Holy Spirit through His Word. And so anyway, all that to say, this is this was a fantastic message. I highly encourage you to go and listen to it. On You can you always go to our website, highpointcommunitychurch.org. Go to sermons. Mm-hmm. It literally says sermons. And you go there, <clears throat> and you'll see... All of our past series we've done, click on the top one, which should say family life. Mm -hmm. And and when you click on that, you'll be able to see part one, which was me last week talking about how families can hurt us and how that impacts God. And then this message, which was talking about words and how words can bring life and death. So all that to say, in any way, I got to put this disclaimer out there, in any way you are not saying Name it, claim it. <laughs> <laughs> nope,
0: I was not. Lord, I was not. Oh, I spoke it, and there's my Mercedes. Uh, yeah, Ho- blessing
1: number one.
0: <laughs> Hope will be disappointed because she, uh, she, um, after the she was in the first service yesterday, and then afterwards I'd come walking over to the FAC, and she was like, "I got a name for the podcast episode." <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear this? Uh-uh.
2: Uh, not from her, but I heard it from Matt. He was saying the same thing yesterday what? About, about, about name it claim it.
0: And no, 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 not name it and claim it. The name of the podcast episode. Mm. When I walked over the FAC, uh, Hope said I got a perfect name for the, uh, for the podcast episode tomorrow. And she actually sent me a thing here. I'll show it to you if I can find it. Oh yeah. Is this was it? <laughs> you want to take a guess as to what it was? Do <laughs> You remember this? No, she said, "Call it Declaration of Independence of Dolphins." <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> no. You don't remember that from the message?
2: Oh, I uh, do remember that from the message, but I don't. It
0: uh, anyway. sound like you are trying to She'll...
2: connect it to something else, and I don't know.
0: No, 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 no. Okay. I was just saying, hope's going to be disappointed because we didn't talk about that at all. Oh, oh. The so That was part of the message too. I just forgot to bring it up. Mm. But anyway, it was it wasn't important really. It was just like I was talking about how in the intro I was talking about the the. Um, How the power of words and or the significance of words and how being created in God's image is like uh, some you know being able to speak and understand Mm -hmm. is something that sets us apart from all creation. Mm. And I said you know because even in like the animal kingdom you know there are things that have great sight, great hearing, great smell but none of them can really speak, you know. And then I did a callback to our parrots episode of Sunday Gravy. Mm. And then also I said, you know, inevitably when you bring that up, some people bring up dolphins. But being able to squawk about, you know, swim this way or the food is this way is a little different than sit down and theorizing about life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So, And then I said, there's no declaration of independence among the dolphins. And then I paused for a second and I said, that I'm aware of. (laughs) (laughs) So she got a kick out of that. And she said that should be the title of the podcast episode. But I'm thinking Monday's mummified monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
1: that's got to take the cake. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, we do have some news to share. Do we? we do. Yeah. What? Well, it's kind of out there a little bit. It was out there online and stuff, but we have t-shirts now.
0: Oh, no, we announced it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we've got quite a few pre-orders. So, yeah, we have Sunday gravy t-shirts. Where You got a pre- <laughs> Okay, applause. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah! It's about time.
2: Yeah. Who's gonna clean up all this confetti? <laughs> Y'all got very excited. Yeah,
0: so we uh, we're doing a pre order though, so you got you do have to pre order. It's like a golden brownish color. <laughs> it's called Pick, duck. picked by the viewers. It's called duck brown. Yeah, so we we ran it by a handful of people, um, but it just says Sunday gravy with a gravy boat on it, and it says underneath it, kind of small, it says I'm a gravy baby. So <laughs> they're uh, ten dollars. And you do have to pre order. So um you you don't necessarily have to pay until you get your shirt. It'd be great if you went ahead and paid, but uh you'll you will have you will have to pay to get your shirt. <laughs> uh but it's ten dollars for shirt and uh yeah, you can order at Connections Corner. Maybe we'll work on trying to have some other way to order.
1: Yeah, I think we need to make it available.
0: Yeah. In case all the digitally, in case all the masses of people that don't attend church here want to order a Sunday gravy shirt, <laughs> so many of them. <laughs> There's so many of y'all. Don't bring the server down, okay? Yes. <laughs> don't
1: break the internet. <laughs>
0: yeah. So we'll uh, we'll let you know we get that up. We'll we'll put it out there. Yeah. Or talk about it on the episode once we get it. Once we get that up. I don't that know sounds good. anything else.
1: Ah, uh, just don't forget Valentine's Day. Mm. Wednesday night, you may not have the the agreement that you that we know is between Blake and Cass <laughs> or me and Brownie. But uh yeah, make sure you don't forget that as well. You know, even though it is Valentine's Day, we are having church here. Yeah. And
0: so
2: well, I, what better place to spend with your Valentine than Yeah, you than talking
0: Jesus. about you the hear, love of God. You want to hear something funny and ironic? Um we we are working our way through 1st Corinthians and we're chapter 7 and Wednesday night we will be discussing singleness. <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't have planned that if you oh, wanted to. Goodness. Nope. <laughs> nope. So anyway,
2: that's fantastic.
1: Mm. But yeah, everything everything's rocking and rolling this week and yeah, Project 28 all of you guys in that will still be uh, going and, um, you know, even have a gift for you. If you mm. if you come to it, I've got a special gift for those who show up at Project 28 Wednesday night. Just putting that out there. Students, children, everything stays the same. All right. I think that's it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we done.
1: I feel like there should be more, but.
2: Nope.
1: I'm good. No. All right. We're good. Later. See you.
0: Sandy
2: Grevy